Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. The general manager of the New York Yankees is Brian Cashman. He joins us now. Cash, welcome. Thanks for coming down. Very nice of you. Thanks for having me. We just had a uh, State of the Union, you and I, the other the other day, but nice to see you again. And, you know, Cash has been really a fixture. You know, for the 30 years of fan, uh, he's been in his job a very long time and been with the Yankees even longer than that. I think you've been with the Yankees since, eight, is it 86 since the Yankees? Internship 86. So the, you spanned the 30 years. You've been with the Yankees 30 years, right? Yeah, so I've been uh, locked in with you guys for a long time. A very very long time and probably been on is about as many times as you probably if I if we ever had a guest list and I don't know if anybody ever kept the total you would be right at the top of the guest list at FAN you've probably been on as many times as anybody else you know it's, it's right no, mostly people don't last this long so yeah yes. you're right 20 years I wasn't you know in the, the the first 10 yeah I was under underground for the most part but as GM you can't run and hide think right? about it is there are there any general managers that's been on the round as long as you are you the longest in, in the majors? Longest tenured. I mean, there's with one team, are you the longest? Exactly. I mean, wow. Dombrowski amongst uh, right, but I mean, but one team, you the, the longest yeah. guy, which is is quite a statement. It really is. You've been in that job since I believe uh, April '98. Is that right? April '97. Fe- I mean, which way is it? February of '98. February '98. Yeah. Okay, uh, replacing Bob Watson, but Cash had a lot to do with building that team in '96. And you know, it's funny. Uh, the '96 team is a team that. Really, cap this teams that just capture the imagination. That team, the way it won, the way it finished the season and looked vulnerable. Some of the things that happened to that team, the dramatic wins, and then that great win, that three-two win in Game Six. It had been so long since they won. That team is a very, I, I, I in the thirty years of a fan. It's one of those special, special teams, that 96 Yankee team. It really was because, obviously, it all came together. Uh, a lot of controversy with the transition from, you know, the Gene Michael, Buck Showalter, uh, you know, Mike Stanley catching, and amongst others. I can't remember who else. Uh, Randy Velarde was on those teams before. And then all of a sudden, we transition over to Joe Torre, Bob Watson. Uh, got Girardi, who's our current manager, comes in as the catcher. Yep. Whole new everything. And I think in the early stages, no one expected us to do anything. They thought we were making big mistakes. Uh, and then it turned out to be a magic carpet ride and then led into and bled into a whole dynasty that, you know, we sat on for a while. An incredible run. I mean, when you win four and five years, uh, win three in a row, win 11 straight World Series games, I mean, have the 2000, uh, have the 1998 team that, you know, wins the way it did, beat a Seattle Mariner team that won 116 games. I mean, just, you know, um, amazing uh, things that were accomplished during that tenure. And, you know, a couple of years ago when the Yankees, for the Yankees, lean on hard times, which is no playoffs uh, in 80 wins or 83 wins, uh, you had a vision that you wanted to get younger, you wanted to get more versatile, and obviously 
the fruits of your labor are in front of you. Yeah, I mean, we, we have some exciting times. I mean, our, our fan base is definitely engaged, and and, uh, and hopefully, you know, we can deliver. The bottom line is not just to get them excited, not to, not to you know, promote somebody here or there, bring in somebody else in to, to create a little buzz. It's actually the, you know, the only thing people ever remember, right, is winning. And at the end of the day, we need to find a way to be that last team standing again. I was just talking to somebody before I got here, and as much as you can talk about 96, 98, 99, 2000, where we won, I remember 01 yes. where we lost. We're in the World Series oh, Game 7. I remember 03 yeah. when we got there against the Marlins and lost. And I remember 04 where we should have won, but yes. we lost. We're up three games tonight against the Boston Red Sox. Those are World Series opportunities that we can't get back. So ultimately, what you remember is last team standing for the fans of New York and bring another championship to New York. That's what we're all in this for. Cash, address this because this is the question I get. It's the question anybody who does what I do gets all the time. When will the Yankees make their, you know, how will this unfold in July uh, as far as looking at the pennant race, staying the course of what your plan is, but also taking this opportunity that this year can present that fine line that you tiptoe there? I mean, I think, you know, I think every step we're trying to take is the same decision-making process that got us here. And I think it, if, we, if, if we take those approaches, it'll serve us well to finish us off. If we have something that presents itself, yeah, it might hurt, you know, but it's going to make, make a massive difference in the present and the future. I think, uh, I think that's going to move a needle with Hal Steinbrenner and his baseball operations. And, and so, but, you know, in the next six weeks, if I'm engaging, you know, all parties and it's really, you know, difficult to complete business unless we go ahead and, and take it on the chin in such a horrific way that jeopardizes all the hard work we've done, I don't think, hopefully we'll have the discipline to stand down. Gotcha. And because we want to be a championship caliber team today and moving forward, not put all those chips in one basket and the next thing you know, it doesn't work out. You get injuries, you don't perform when it most likely counts, and then you're not as lined up as you want to be as you move forward at the same time. So that's the balancing act we're going to have to walk. Uh, I've been accused from the callers. Uh, you've been accused in a couple of places of being too patient with Carter. Uh, have we both been too patient with Carter? You know, I think uh, I understand why. And I, I think calling it, whether you're a call-in uh, person, you know, or a fan that, you know, a blogger, whatever, you know, Twitter, Twitter troll, <laughs> um, everybody's seeing the same thing. Right. You know, you have somebody that's really struggled and underperformed for what his norm is. Um, it just comes down to what's the alternative, and is there a realistic alternative that's, that is definitely going to be an upgrade versus playing for the tie and or, you know, actually making potentially someone else in that position that's not going to be as productive despite how bad the stretch has been. So that's that's what we're dealing with. I, 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 I'm cognizant and recognize I'm not protective of a player. It's not like I'm invested in a ton of money. He's a good guy. He's a hard worker. He's underperformed, but he's got he's got talent that has yet been untapped in New York, and it might not get untapped in New York. But we're in the meantime, we're supposed to have Greg Bird there. We're still finishing off and going through an injury that was unexpected, that's taken longer. That's got to declare itself. If he comes back, then no one's gonna have to ask about Carter. And, and, and I went look because I defended the same position. If you take the years this man's had 500 bats the last four years, he's averaged 35 home runs a season. That's a lot of home runs. Yeah. So that means there's either more in the tank or at some point, yeah, we'll pull the plug. But we'd certainly like the, the Greg Bird situation to resolve itself first. And and uh, I don't want to make things worse by just doing something to do something, even though I, I appreciate and respect and understand the frustration because... Hey, we work for the Yankees, uh, whether you're a manager or coach, front office, ownership. There's the same frustration. It's just we have to have
have a little bit of a balancing act and understanding of patience at the same time if we don't have an automatic alternative. I had a, kid, a, a call up a guy yesterday that I wasn't even familiar with that I wish I had asked you about now that I have you back. The guy who's from Princeton, Ford, who went Mike to double A, went up to triple A, hit four homers in 10 games, then went back to double A. He's a left-handed hitter. Is he even someone on the radar, or what's up with him? Because I wasn't even familiar with him. Yeah, he was, uh, I believe he was non-drafted free agent. But uh, anyway, he's a Princeton University guy uh, right. that, that's performed. And, and, you know, from minor league spring training this year through today, he's actually, yeah, he's hit. He's put himself on the map to some degree. He's on the map for the New York side at this point. Not yet. But, but he went up to triple and actually hit yeah, when he went he up there. Hit. And then you put him back down because you wanted to give Austin first base, right? Correct. Right. We had, we had, uh, had G-Man Choi, right. uh, who has performed at AAA, and he's performed at AAA before and played in the big league of Seattle, right. uh, for instance. We've had uh, him performing, Austin obviously down there, and uh, Greg Bird on rehab. So right. there was really no at-bats, and we you know, we got, uh, got so you. many other positions. Does players. he have legit power, this guy? Oh, yeah. He's oh, he a, does? He's, okay. He's, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's an interesting guy that the more we see, the more we'll get a more defined uh, opinion of, but he's... He's put himself on the map. That, I mean, it's WFAN, and we're talking about him now. Where a year ago, I, I didn't even know. I have to be honest. The guy called him and mentioned him to me. I wasn't even aware of him. He wasn't on a forty man. I wasn't aware of him. I had never heard of him before, to be honest with you. And I didn't realize he had come up to AAA for. And, and we looked. He hit ten home, four homers in ten games. So he wasn't bad when he was there. Obviously. Yeah. So at some point, listen. If it continues, we're going to have to try some different things. Um, so, but in the meantime, I ask for a little more patience, and we'll either see uh, Carter resuscitate, or we'll be forced to to change some things. What do you do? What What do you think about organizationally when you get a guy who goes through what Clippard goes through right now, and you're at first place, or you're right there, team, and you you're not. I mean, he's not hurt, but you and. You're trying to get him righted. I mean, you saw last night, which was kind of painful. Uh, what, what's your thought process? It, it, I mean, there's not a perfect way to handle it, but how do you get him back in the fire and get him back on the perch? You know, without talking to Joe, I mean, just to be honest and direct, I think you probably drop him a little bit out of the uh, the current uh, out of role the important he's got. Innings, right? You see what you know, uh, Greeny's been doing. Maybe you elevate one, somebody who's doing better. Right. Give uh, Clip a little bit of a timeout to resuscitate and get it going. He's been so good for so long. I'm sure he's had bad stretches. This is a bad stretch. Um, but uh, he's healthy. But, you know, obviously, like anything else, you know, we talked about Carter for a period of time here. It's a performance-driven league. And, you know, with good performance, you get a lot of trust. With bad performance, you lose some trust. And, and it's an ebb and flow. And, and it's our jobs collectively to help him through that. Because he's a valuable piece. He's been nothing but a success story in the major leagues you know he's got a career he should be extremely proud of he helped us massively last year after the trade so it's not a new york thing he played well for the mets he's played well for the yankees no, it's, it's just, just going through a slump a bad stretch right now that that's you know that you know we've benefited from great stretches from but right now we're gonna have to find a way to resuscitate him yeah no question when you uh as far as judge i asked joe this yesterday we're talking with brian cashman the yankee at gm hal steinbrenner will be among our guests later in the show we got a lot more jam-packed on this 30th anniversary show um judge and the home run derby he didn't have a problem does it do you worry at all about him being in the home run derby is as are you a guy who worries about your guys being in the home run derby that it foul you know people think it fouls up guys swings does that concern you at all no i mean i'd say no you know uh he doesn't have to pull a ball to hit it out, that's for sure. I mean, he, like every day is a home run derby for him when batting <laughs> practice hits, to be honest. And you see it playing out on the network, whether it's home or road, and they show the distance and stuff. Right. It's just, you know, he miss hits balls, and they go out a long way. So so at the end of it all, I, I don't worry about it. I, you know, I, and, I, and to be honest, I worry about what I can control 
I used to sweat out the All-Star games and wait for our guys to right. get pulled out. But again, if somebody gets hurt, like Cano got hit in the game one time, you know, when he was playing for us, and I got the call, I was trying to have a, a dinner and not even pay attention. And right. You worry about what you can control, and if you can't control it and something happens, so be it. You just have to adjust and deal with whatever comes your way. So, and, and obviously he's going to be the big star at the All-Star game. There's no question. I mean, he's kind of become the guy. And Bellinger, how about Bellinger? I mean, I mean, you've probably met the kid, right? I mean, I don't know if you ever have. I mean, he was an old Yankee. I don't know if you've ever seen the kid or he's been around. But how about how about Bellinger? You know, we, we remember his dad, and look what look at the player he's become. Pretty incredible what he's done. Incredible what Judge has done. We're, we're, we're obviously proud of the fact that we have names that are starting to be discussed nationally right. as impact young talent that, you know, warrants places, whether it's home run hitting contests or starting positions or elite vote getters in the all-star games. And that's that's what we've been trying to get back to and build to. And so instead of importing somebody for $500 million, you, you grow up from within and, the, and, and hopefully it works for you. And so thankfully we've got a couple of guys sprouting up right below us and, and delivering. Does the strike, a lot of people are talking about the, the home run strikeout frequency now and how the game's being played that way. Any concern for you the way the game's being played? No. No, I, I've always been, you know, a big power guy. I've talked about the big hairy monsters. I, I hate bunning. So, no, I, I, I think it's great for the game to see, you know, the fans uh, watching the long ball. I mean, uh, I know there's an appreciation for small ball and stuff and playing certain ways. But in, to be honest, that doesn't captivate TV audiences or bring crowds to their feet, you know. So uh, what does is the long ball, and I love that. And um, anything, uh, did Torres have a surgery yet or not yet? Yeah, he, he had did. surgery and what, yesterday what morning. Was, any word, I mean, anything that unusual or did you like, get everything A-OK? -okay? Is that, I mean, not that they're going to tell you anything. Like, like every surgery, everything's perfect. always successful surgeries. I mean, they might find out something they didn't know. I no, mean, actually, but, yeah. they, you know, I, I asked before the surgery is like, you know, because he went in for a pre-op right. you know, the day before, you know, to go through things. And is there anything that's unexpected that the MRI shows that makes right. it more complicated? And they said, actually, this is about it is clean uh, and, you know, declared as as you would want it, and it, everything should go through. All surgeries can go awry. All things can, you know, may not go perfect, but, you know, at least it's, it was teed up in a way that it should be fine, so. Um, Montgomery, you just saw him last night again. You know, he's, he's, he's really settled into a very solid pitcher in that he has an approach. Every game might not be perfect, but, you know, he, he's, he's got a game plan. You know, he definitely has hit his – he's definitely trying to get hitters to do certain things. He's getting them to try to expand the zone. He, he's got a repertoire. I mean, he's, he's a pretty he's, – he pitches. He, he's got an idea of what he's doing out there. Tell you what, he's a godsend for us. He's uh, done nothing but perform since Damon Oppenheimer popped him. I think it was a fifth-round pick out of the University of Where South Where was Carolina. he at the start – like in winter, where was he? Was he someone even on your radar? Not really. Yeah, he was coming to Major League Camp, uh, and uh, he wasn't on the roster but a major league invite uh, as someone that we felt to be quite honest that could impact our team at some point in 17 right. but we had other guys that we thought ahead of him that would you know take a shot at the so rotation. would he be a long long shot in front at that point would he have been a long long shot to be in the rotation i mean a really yeah, long he, long shot he was a uh, to use your your world that you yeah. loved uh, he was a dark horse okay. uh and uh, but but he's done nothing but outperform everybody every step of the way through the system. And, you know, so if you're asking him, he probably felt, I'm going to take a shot and prove the world. And he did. And uh, when, what did you, when did you first, when did he first jump on your radar? 
I'd say double A, you know, where he kept doing this, you know, he, because he had some deception in it. But I'll be honest, no one's ever called me about him from another club. Wow. So he's never, he's never received that type of notoriety. He's just someone like the Energizer buddy that just keeps performing. I actually looked it up because I'm like, you know, with all the deals, everything, you know, usually get guys hit on your players. And we have a lot more prospects today than we've had in years gone right. by. And his, his trade note section is How clean. about that? Yeah, no one's ever asked me about him, but good because uh, I was never challenged to be in a position to think about moving him or not. So uh, so we're benefiting his from His approach mentally is very system. impressive. Yeah. It really is because he's, he's got an idea what he's doing out there. He really does. Yeah, so there's a lot of guys that believed in him, and he's clearly believed in himself. And so you just love when people step up, especially out of the blue, and say, hey, uh, I'm here and I'm here to stay. And, and, you know, living through the Andy Pettit, who we did see coming, or whether it's a Hitchcock, you know, left-handers in Yankee Stadium are so beneficial. You know, and so it's nice to have another one. I had Severino at the at Mohegan Sun for the charity, for John Ellis's charity that day. And I was saying to him, you want to be in a bullpen? You want to be a starter? No, I want to be a starter. Uh, I, I really feel I'm going to be able to command the pitches that I need to command. I really think I'll be able to be a three or four pitch guy. I've worked very hard at it. Everything's worked basically from where he was, and he was pretty much a little bit of a question mark there, bullpen or a starter, right? As we knew he had stuff, bullpen or starter, he has really just blossomed as a starter here. He really has. Uh, you know, he's always been a starter. The stuff's always been there. The performance has always been there, and the only anomaly is 2016. And, and uh, so, thankfully, he's returned to form. And you know, again, another godsend for all-star kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, all-star stuff. He's been pretty uh, impressive, and uh, you know, obviously, a completely different different dynamic than what we experienced last year, both in major leagues and AAA, because he struggled right. with AAA last year too. Um, you know, the power stuff work, always works in the pen, but. Uh, Again, him and Montgomery have been really important, especially because who would have expected Tanaka to struggle? I mean, if there's an injury, that's one thing, but to be non-injured and struggle, I don't, I, you know, I don't think anybody. Would and have I think Pineda has shown growth because I'll give you the other game as the other night as an example. First of all, he took forever to throw the ball early in the game because he was clearly struggling. He didn't have command, but he, after getting off to a lousy start, gave you three zeros in the middle of the game, fourth, fifth, and sixth inning. I don't think he did that in the past. I don't think he did that last year. And that, I think, I've always wanted to see him battle through games. You're starting to see that from him a little bit now. So I think he's actually showing some growth. I know Larry Rothschild felt last year, despite the struggles he felt, was a huge growth year. And, and Larry's like, listen, unless there's some injury that we're not aware of, I think he's going to – he's turned the corner, he felt. I think in terms of being a competitor and – and, and, and fighting, uh, Larry really thought, thought that, you know, again, he, despite him on the verge of free agency, he was a guy that still had areas to improve on. And, and, but I know Larry felt last year that he really took steps in the right direction, and he's followed that up, and he's also been beneficial to us because, you know, with CC down right now and Tanaka struggling, you know, we desperately need everything else in between to work for us right now for us to get to where we want to be. Well, listen, uh, you've been, as we said, a fixture on the station for as long as anyone can remember. You've probably been, as we said, interviewed as many times as anybody else. Appreciate you coming down here on this today. Congratulations on the work you did with this team this year. You've put them back. you got an exciting summer coming up here. you got to be very happy with uh, the Yankee future right now and what it looks like. So congratulations on that, and uh, thanks for being as accessible as you've been. You've always been uh, one that never shy away from an interview. We know, you know, you, you don't mind doing it you answer the question so you've always been there so we appreciate that we really do thank well, you thanks for having me on and congratulations thank on you. all the success thank you